What's up, party people, and welcome to episode 50 of the Runner Under the Influence podcast. Once again, I am your host, Franklin Presby, a.k.a. Frank the Running Tank. And it's been a little while, people. Took a little week break. Last week, I was all down in the dumps because my knee was giving me issues. And I just really wasn't all uh, feeling up to it when it came to talking to you guys about it. But I took myself out of that uh, bed full of sorrows and I got up and got to it basically on some active recovery and uh, just working through shit trying to mentally stay strong as I recover um, and try to mend this right knee as fast and as quick and as best as I possibly can but we'll talk more about that in the episode so hope you guys are ready strap those shoes on get your running watch on put the um I don't know any more of the references to suggest that we're ready to go, but we are ready to go. <laughs> so first things first, um, might as well tackle the knee issue. So yeah, I got back from Disney, uh, started going on some runs, and then um, sometime around last weekend, I just went on a run on Saturday, and I, there was this constant um, uncomfortable, it wasn't like a severe pain, but it was an uncomfortable pain on the outside of my right knee, which after some research... And asking around, it seems like I'm having some IT issues, like IT band issues, overuse um, issues. So I'm just uh, mending that. It's just kind of a bummer. I was pretty bummed out when I started feeling that pain. Um, which it came to the realization, I started doing some weeks, counting up to some weeks. And it turns out that my 16-week um, sub-3-hour marathon training plan actually started on the 24th of this month which was uh, this Monday, actually, this past Monday. So um, after going on that run this weekend, came to the conclusion that I wasn't going to take any chances and that recovery and rest. Um, so rest, icing, elevation, and compression is what the, uh, <laughs> what the consensus is to treat this type of injury, which is pretty, pretty, it, it, pretty common, and it's not so long. It's probably one to two weeks of just rest, ice, um elevation and compression so i'm just sticking to that i am staying active as much as possible going to the gym basically my gym is the gym has become my second home um just been doing uh some things on the elliptical um some low impact exercises basically nothing to aggravate that knee and just allow it to continue to recover but uh, i do want to maintain my fitness being that training was supposed to start this week um so what will, what was supposed to be a 16-week um, training program, fingers crossed that it be, only becomes a 15-week one. And uh, a week here and there, I don't think will make a big difference. But uh, hopefully, like I said, fingers crossed that uh, next week when I go out for that feel-out run, everything feels good and ready to go. And then I'll just, uh, training will commence and I'll go from there. But I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm feeling good. I am recording this um, literally right after I just got back from the gym. Did about an hour on the elliptical, which was um, a great workout. Knee felt good. And just, um, I guess, simulating that running motion in, in um, kind of just uh, gives me like a mental relief in a sense that everything is feeling good. Everything, there's no, there was no pain at all today besides some ankle issues, which I think I just um, didn't warm it up enough. Uh, it took a while for it to start feeling good, around 30 minutes on that elliptical, for it to start feeling um, warm and good and loose. But um, I'll make sure that next time I do that, I'll just take a few minutes to warm up uh, 
more properly, I guess, and 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 just avoid that. But um, everything is feeling good. Uh, cardio is is where it needs to be. My fitness level. I'm just trying to maintain it. Um, just trying to maintain it basically, so that when I do start this marathon training, I can, I can uh, take that momentum of all this build that I did and recovery that I did, and just uh, um, stay strong throughout it, and and hopefully reach that goal come October twelfth. Um, that's that's the goal. That's the goal from now on. Um, there's not really else anything I have my sights on besides that. Just training for that. Um, getting focused. Getting dedicated. I've had I've had this sort of uh, uh, somewhat of a I know epiphany I guess you can say or or just a, an inspiring train of thought that has a uh, kind of overwhelmed uh, my thought process lately, and it just has me more focused and more dedicated uh, to just just get after it get after my goals get after my dreams get after these things i i want to accomplish and these things i want to do and uh that's what i basically that's what i'm going to set out for man um i was having this it's a nice segue into this so i was having this conversation with a co-worker of mine talking about work-life balance right and that you have to have it and 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 uh, it's it's kind of like a a necessity that's what he was saying that was his argument and then um there's nothing wrong with that, and I think everybody's entitled to it. If you think you need balance in your life, in a sense, for you to feel um, uh, uh, good, for you to feel whole, in a sense, and I understand that. But I, I, I just take from a lot of um, successful people or people who I admire, and, and, and I think work-life balance is uh, bullshit, you know? I think a lot of successful people, people who aggressively pursue something would say the same, that work-life balance is, is nice in the... It's nice to say it, you know, but to actually live it and act it out, it's kind of, um, I don't know, it's just a, a impractical in a sense, you know, because I think anybody who's trying to achieve some greatness or trying to achieve success in, 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 in something that, that people normally don't do it or normally don't pursue in order to, to try to uh, make a career out of it or, or just uh, pursue it because of the love you have for it or whatever it is, I, I, I really don't think people... Um, take that um they don't balance their life out i think it's just one uh, i don't know common straight line type focus where uh you're trying to get somewhere and then after you achieve that um it, it kind of becomes like a thirst for the process you know a thirst for that build for that uh, all the hard work one has to put in in order to achieve something and then i think once that's achieved once you achieve that certain goal it just becomes finding a next like uh, something else to build it becomes finding another process to jump into in order for you to continue to grow and i think um that in it like i think that is in my opinion you know for a lot of successful individuals whether it's business um sports or, or whatever it is i think it it, it 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 comes like that i think it just it kind of builds a routine or a certain sense of discipline into your life that um for a, a long part for i guess for the majority of the time it becomes your whole life you know just trying to achieve that goal and um for someone to sit there and say oh yeah work-life balance or or you know you have to balance things out like that in order for you to achieve that goal i think for somebody to say that that you actually have to do that in order while you're chasing it is bullshit i think they're lying to your face because um it's kind of like that competitive edge where you talk about it, you know. I was giving him the example of MMA or, 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 or when a champion is 
um, fighting an underdog and he might underestimate the underdog and doesn't train as hard or, or he maybe has more media commitments or whatever it is that it doesn't give him the ample or, or the certain amount of time that you need in order to build and train in order for you to sustain um, your performance at that high of a level. And then the challenger, hungry as hell, um, who has trained a full eight weeks or 12 weeks or whatever it is that they're training for and actually puts in the work and then they end up, you know, um, the end up the underdog ends up surprising everybody and beating them because of the fact that he put in more work. And I think you know, when you're chasing something great or something that that doesn't seem, um, I don't know, that just doesn't seem normal. That is not a nine to five. That is not a a, a, a job of conformity um, for some. I think it is important uh, to realize that that work life balance is not. Um, Sometimes it's not practical. Sometimes it's not realistic, and and when sometimes you need to accept that. And uh, those around you, in order to sense, I think if you're honest with them, they should be able to accept that as well. So everybody's finding or trying to pursue something, or ultimately, I think happiness is the pursuit in whatever you do, um, whether it's your 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 um, addiction to accumulate money, wealth, materialistic objects. Or to uh, go to the gym, get bigger muscles, or get a better car, or, or, or do better at work, or um, get a promotion, whatever it is in that aspect. I think um, if you're chasing something in order to better yourself, sometimes that work-life balance, it's, you have to accept that it's going to be put on hold until you achieve those certain things. And then you can kind of you know take a step back and then apply that balance and, and wherever you may need it. But, Anyways, sorry for that rant, guys. Just something I felt it was interesting to talk about since it was a pretty interesting conversation with the coworker. So, uh, yeah. Something else I want to talk about, guys uh, and gals. Just overall, uh, start you. I think we have to start us as a people, like as a as a whole human being. We have to start um, kind of conditioning and, and and I guess you can in a sense say. Uh, Building calluses in our minds for these moments of um, a break in the routine or a break in the norm or when you have to step out of your comfort zone so that you don't panic or you don't um, or, or you're not overwhelmed with a sense of panic. Because I think a lot of us, uh, even me, even in this time when I'm not running, the anxiety that builds up, it is incredible. You know, it is it is just <laughs> and, and, and and then the just the spew like I think the lack of the release of endorphins kind of um, I think I don't know maybe I've built a re an addiction to that release of endorphins that when I don't get that release from physical activity like running or getting into the gym or something like that when I'm literally just resting knowing that I'm actually aiding like my body to feeling better. But the fact that I can't get out there or that I, I know I'm not supposed to because I'm just going to further injure myself. Sometimes that thing takes a toll mentally. And man, I, it can really like just it can really just take over your being and, and, and just affect your mood and, and how you carry yourself and, and the size of your smile and then your your facial reactions and, and everything. man. It's sometimes, you know, I, like. I found myself last week and uh, even the beginning of this week when I knew that I had to rest and, and relax and I knew that pain was coming in there. Like I found myself just uh, just having to take a moment to myself and just breathe and relax and know that I am doing something beneficial and that the anxiety buildup, I guess, in a sense is, is, is um, like once I convince myself that what I'm doing is 
benefiting my overall performance of that goal I want to attain in October, then it becomes okay. Then the anxiety begins to re- like relieve itself a little bit, and then one can relax. One can go about your day just slightly happier. But um, I've been doing that more and more often lately. Just having those moments to myself where I need to breathe, relax, and take a moment to just take things in. Um, shift my perspective, be appreciative and grateful of the situation that I'm in, and then um, the anxiety begins to relieve and stuff. But um, Anybody else battling with those anxiety issues or anything like that, you are not alone. And it's crazy how just not doing something that uh, maybe, uh, if you think about it, a year, seven months ago, not, doing, not running would bring me no anxiety at all. Before running became a crucial and, and, and like, DNA type of embedded um, activity in my life. Not running didn't do anything for me. It didn't bring any sense of anxiety for me. Everything else did. The the lifestyle I was living the the packs of cigarettes of not having cigarettes and and not having that sense of you know like it's crazy. It is crazy, but I think it's a good thing. And I think um, you know, knowing and acknowledging that perspective change and just being grateful for the things I have and grateful for the situation I'm in and grateful for having two working legs. That all I have to do, if you think about, it, is take time off in order for it to recover. I don't have to get surgery. I don't have to. I don't have to do anything drastic. I don't have to be get. You know, I don't have to do anything like that. And then taking a step back and thinking that, and knowing that, and acknowledging that, it's always helpful. So, for me at least, that's how I get through these anxiety bits that I <laughs> that I have. And talking to you guys once a week is also um, really helpful, man. It would have done a lot last week if I would have done this, but I think it would have been more on the negative side. And I don't really wanna. I wanna put that out there, man. So much things nowadays, like negatively, are it's so much louder. It is so much more in the mainstream media that, that I feel like um, I'm a very positive person most of the time. And I have, uh, I guess I have a sense of obligation to uh, spread out that positivity so that other people, hopefully it can be infectious and it can be uh, just something people catch and, and, and help other people just, you know, hopefully that happiness is contagious. And it just goes from one person to another to another to another. And, and maybe I can impact somebody's day or their mood for that moment or for a split second. And uh, I would have done my part or felt like I do my part, you know. <laughs> Anyways, people, peace, love and positivity. Always, always, always. And uh, yeah, so episode 50. Once again, I want to I just want to say thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for the constant support, for the uh, steady stream of listeners that I have that come to visit the, the podcast on a weekly basis. You guys are awesome, man. I am always grateful. Um, I will continue to do this. I am going to be shifting things around. The podcast will be changing. Um, episode 50 for me is kind of like a, a shedding of, of um, one version or way of doing this podcast, you know, and I'm going to start switching things around. You will see some changes in the podcast. Maybe it's just going to be structured a little differently, um, but I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. Hopefully I, I've been having a blast trying to plan it out and structure it more or less how I'm going to do it. But um, you guys will be informed as you know. So uh, going forward, once again, thank you guys. Um, Instagram handles. Follow me on Instagram, people at Frank the Running Tank. Um, the podcast Instagram is at Run Under the Influence Podcast. On Twitter, it's F the Running Tank, and on Facebook, it's Franklin Presbot. Um, peace, people! Happy running. Uh, wear that smile with pride, and and stay safe out there. Peace.